women who have survived unthinkable and unspeakable violence behind the closed doors of their own homes are speaking out more than ever before. This podcast is dedicated to sharing the stories and journeys of women survivors turned entrepreneurs and how they use their strength and tenacity to help other women move from surviving to thriving. Welcome to Flow Rising. This show contains adult topics and often contains triggering stories. Audience discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Flow Rising. I'm very excited today because today I am joined by Amy Linsmeyer, who's going to share not only an amazing story, but a lot about what she does to help other people just like you, me, and her survivors of domestic violence through the work that she does as a coach. Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me. Yes. Your listeners, your listeners probably don't know that we just met recently, earlier uh-huh. this week. <laughs> yes. I got we to did. have you on my podcast. This is so fun. I know. I'm excited. And we're going to talk about your podcast and your coaching and all the fun stuff. But yeah, that is it is always fun for me to podcast swap with other hosts because we're all out there kind of doing our own thing. So I always start with my guests and say, share with the audience, you know, the types of things that you do in your business. I know you are a coach and that means so many things for so many people. So share with us a little bit about where you are now and what you're doing in your business. All right. Well, where I am now is surviving. (laughs) I'm Amy. I am a lot of things. Some of those things are related to business. I'm a life and wellness coach, a personal growth mentor, podcast host, mom of four, all the things. And I really help folks who are on a help, like a self-healing journey to build the beliefs and practices that lead us into transformation so that we can live the life that we really want to live and do it right now. I feel society has this way of conditioning people into thinking that we have to work really hard and hustle and change takes time and all these other things, but really we can feel different right now. And I learned that through self-care. Like it's, it's like the medicine that keeps that like raises your vibration and helps you to feel good and, and helps you move forward and deal with all the hard stuff, but you feel different right now. And it's, it's a game changer. No, I, I, I truly believe that I wish that I had learned self-care sooner in my life. Cause I think, I think a lot of things, I would have left relationships faster. I would have done a lot of things different if I'd really understood the the value of, of self-care. Um, so let's start with that question. Since we're talking about self-care in your own healing story, as I do with all of my guests share your story in the way that you choose to share it with the audience. But self-care may be a great way to, to start talking about it is how that helped you get started or even just, you know, find that way past where you were yeah. to, to find a way forward. I think it's important for everybody. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, especially us that have been through these types of traumas. I didn't know what self-care really was. I subscribed to the idea that self-care was pampering, is pampering mm-hmm. yourself. And well, there's no way I could do that in mm-hmm. all in those relationships I was in. So I had my first domestic like 
<clears throat> intimate relationship when yeah. I was 19. And yeah. as other survivors might know, when we leave a relationship, it doesn't mean that we're going to be different. It doesn't mean that we're going to experience different. Sometimes we are attracting people to us because that's where we are. And I had not healed and I kept repeating the cycle and ended up with abusive people and kind of really just stopped taking care of myself completely and forgot I even could. You get so used to how you feel inside your body. You get so used to the thoughts that your brain offers that the experience you're in really feels like all that there is. And Mm -hmm. when I was 35, it was February, late February, 2018, I was in my first non-abusive relationship since, you know, 19. And it was five years in and I made the decision like this, like the snap of a finger that I was leaving. I had been in that relationship unhealed, unwilling to face myself, feeling pretty awful, suffering, you know, Mm -hmm. quietly, afraid to be myself, afraid to be seen, afraid that he would discover my past because I made a lot of terrible choices in response to my trauma. And I played a role and I really kept pushing and pushing and pushing marriage because Mm -hmm. I felt like you're my saving grace and we have to hurry Because if we don't, you're going to find out and you will abandon me. Interesting. So that is like the opposite of self-care. That is like self-destruction to your soul. I was really starving my soul. And I just got tired of it. I kept hearing myself through the noise saying like, you deserve better. Like you are worthy and this is not it. And I made the decision to end that relationship and try. And one of the first things I did after my children and I moved out was take intention with my anxiety. Hmm. My anxiety was like sky high. It wasn't not just chronic anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, unmedicated, technically not really diagnosed. My general practitioner told me that's what she believed, told me to go to a specialist, didn't follow through. So here I was just a hot mess with an overactive nervous system. <laughs> you yeah. don't know, didn't even know what that was. Yep. And a friend had given me a book in the midst of all this, not knowing that I was making like this internal decision mm. to try. And she hands me this book. It was Jen Sincero's How to Be a Badass and Live Your, whatever it's called. Yeah, Sure. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. I'm sure you I don't, I don't remember the full name, but I, I, I've heard of the book. It's yes. a long one. And it was like, it was this little seed planted. Mm-hmm. And I was reading the book, recognizing that I had a lot of anxiety. And I and she was making suggestions for different things that weren't necessarily tied into what I was dealing with. But I used yeah. them and I tried them. So I slipped into self-care without even knowing that I was. I was really just trying to stop screaming at my kids in the morning. Yeah. A symptom of anxiety is screaming. (laughs) It's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I started. I started with just trying not to be an asshole to my family that I very much loved. And it started really small. 
Um, it started with me just waking up a slightly before my kids so that I at least had time to wake up and yeah. drink a cup of coffee and put my clothes on before I started like frantically waking four other human beings up. Yeah, yeah, sure. It took like a week or two for me to notice a difference. I still lost my temper. Like it wasn't, yeah. <laughs> I still lose my temper, but I noticed it was like going smoother Mm -hmm. And I started trying other things. So I started to like walk and get in nature a little. I yep. basically took everybody's advice for like <laughs> things you could do. And because I noticed that I felt slightly different, it really helped me to become more self-aware. I was not self-aware. Yeah. I just believed that things just were the, how they were. I was the way I was and you get what you get. These are all things that I've said. Yep. And then I started to notice the shift in me and I was like, well, maybe that's not actually true. Maybe mm -hmm. people do change. Maybe I am changing. And yeah, that's really how I started off my self-care. And it has spiraled into the best relationship I could ever have. And it's the relationship I have with myself and how I care for my well-being, mind, body, and spirit. I am a self-care queen. A warrior. Yes. <laughs> that is how I that is how I move forward in this life. That's why I love my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's circumstances that are great too, but it's truly how I care for myself has literally transformed my human existence. Yeah. I think it's a really important thing for people to hear that because um yeah, you know, and we mentioned that. Uh, have you talk about your podcast? Cause I know your podcast is all about change. And that's what we talked about when I was on your show and talking about how fast it can happen. Um, but I think that's the, that is where, you know, you, you started taking on the advice and taking that action. And I think it's those little tiny, the little ones, like you said, it's not pampering. It's no. not, it's, it's not, you know, I was, I, 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 I am admittedly, personally having a sad day today. And I thought, let's go get our toenails done. And I went, Hmm, no, well, that's nice. Really, really what you need is to, to go in the kitchen and eat self-care. I want the pampering. I really, uh, my toes probably could, could use the good, you know, cleaning and, and, and love the, the pedicure and, but my body and actually needs food. <laughs> That is so funny because about 45 minutes before we got on here, I, I mean, hopefully your audience doesn't mind, but I'm a pretty transparent person. I'm about yeah. to start menstruating. My emotions are everywhere. The astrology is wild right now. We're between <laughs> yes. eclipses. Yes. I mean, the seasons are changing. I'm sick. I'm like <sighs> hanging on by a thread. But, you know, I'm drained. I'm irritable. I have fruit flies all over my house. And I, <laughs> I went out into the kitchen to make some lunch and I'm like seeing all these little fruit flies and I'm seeing this mess and I can feel my energy changing and it's bubbling yep. up and I'm getting so mad and I start to react to mm -hmm. my feelings and my yeah. anger and like start power cleaning and kind of like pushing things aggressively. And I'm like, okay, sure. hold on. <laughs> what do I need right now? <laughs> so I too ate. And then I went and told the mister, I was like, listen, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so irritable. 
I'm sick. I'm going to start my period. My emotions are everywhere. But I ate and I feel a little better. <laughs> like it's so, that is self-care. That is, mm-hmm. that is taking care. That is being the caretaker of this body of yourself. And that is the best thing you can ever do. Honestly, some people feel uncomfortable about this, but I feel like it is the most important thing you will ever do is to take care of priority number one, you. Yeah. And I, I don't, you know, we, you know, again, we, we talk about however, however you want to talk about your past, but I know for me that the reason that I didn't know, like I didn't, you said you were 35. I was 38. Mine was only three years ago. So at 38, I realized, and this sounds so weird saying this in retrospect, 38, I realized, oh, I, I'm a human being that, wait, and I mean, literally, I, it, no, I felt like from birth, I was just going through, cause I had a, you know, my childhood was right. not free of trauma and that by the, you know, you got into those relationships for you. It was multiple for me. It was one. I, I always tell people if I, if I'd had the guts to leave the first one, I wouldn't have, I would have done what you did. Kept going. Right. Cause we weren't ready to heal. But then that waking up and going, oh, oh, so when they talk about self-love, that, that, that was like a thing. <laughs> and it's weird to, like I said, in retrospect, now that I'm working on that self-care piece, but you have four children and I'm, I'm sitting here going, I only recently have two because I, ha- I have, I have one bio and now a stepson. So now I have two children and I'm like, how do you make the time? Because it's never finding the time. Oh how yeah. Make the time. And it sounds like you just kind of, you do just the, do it. What do I need? Listen, this is the secret. This is the secret to self-care. This is the secret to prioritizing your well-being. is you'd really it doesn't take up any time. It's the same time. You're just using it different. So like right now I am practicing self-care and we're doing something. I am simultaneously recording a podcast with you and taking care of myself. I have this blanket right here. This blanket is soft. It's cozy. It's soothing. I'm sick and this feels good. And it helps me to feel centered and calm. I've got my yep. tea. Yep. I have set my life up. I've set my environment up in a way where I am practicing self-care almost all of the time without putting any energy towards it. Yeah. And the things, yeah. the other things, the other things that require you to like leave your house. So for me, something that I need for my mind, body, and soul is time outside Mm. Um, so I, I walk every day, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't have to be really long. And when you have young children, you can bring them with you. Mm-hmm. Like there is time. The problem is, is if you've been in relationships where you've been controlled or you have felt like you were unworthy and undeserving of love, you have separated yourself from self-love. And you've been clinging on to somebody else probably your whole life and trying to pour into them instead of yourself. So taking care of yourself is in conflict with anything you've ever done. And it makes you feel uncomfortable. At least it did me. Oh, maybe it me. I felt wrong. Yep. Like I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to. 
Well, like, even like just this is what you said, where you went and told your, your partner that this is how I'm feeling and this is what I did to make myself feel better and I'm really sorry. Like, like that to me is, is almost mind-blowing because I'm like, no, I, I, I still struggle with that. And again, in a, a very healthy relationship, my first ever healthy relationship. So I get when you're, you know, that yeah. pins and needles, like, uh, but I have a partner who sits there and goes, no, you're, you're going to tell me no. And we just sit and he'll sit until I tell him. I, my partner is not like that. I wish, <laughs> I don't wish he is who he is. No, he is who he is. I send, I put him through the, I do this for me. I didn't tell him for him. I would have apologized to him no matter what, but talking about my own process helps me. It's like, um, like not like necessarily personal accountability, but it really just helps me to like go full circle is then it's complete. Do you, when I first left my last healthy relationship <laughs> and started to, you know, create change for myself mm -hmm. I noticed that I had these cycles and that's probably why I have learned I have to talk through it with somebody but my cycles used to be like something happens and I'm triggered by something sight smell sound whatever abandonment you can tell me no and my mind can make that mean that I'm a worthless piece of you know what Ooh. and I noticed when I was in this new relationship with the person I'm with now that I was repeating the patterns that I had with everybody. Mm -hmm. And because I already started working on myself and was practicing self-care. So I was like not knowingly already learning how to regulate my nervous system, but didn't know I was, yeah. but it gave me enough space where I could like witness what was happening. Does that make sense? And so I it could does. see, I could see my my cycle. I didn't stop it. I <laughs> just kind of like watched it. No, there it goes again. <laughs> Your poo collectors are there. <laughs> I warned you this was gonna happen. It's okay. We'll edit this piece out. Girls, get down. Gaia, Gaia, down down and they have the, this knack they, they they come mondays and thursdays and thursdays is always right in the middle of recording that's fun. it's okay I, I just edit these pieces out well and it what, what's interesting to me is what you're talking about you know with with the cycles because i think this is something super important that other people need to hear um and part of why you know why i do the podcast and I have a TikTok and I talk about the same thing. You know, today I literally, before I hopped on here was making a TikTok healing hurts mm. and it, it, it physically hurts because we have, you know, chronic PTSD, which our body has stored, but it's these cycles and it, it so it mentally hurts because you're watching this and you're like, can I stop? Can I, what's my disruptor? What's my, you know, and I, how have you worked? Cause it sounds like in some ways the cycles have stopped in some ways they just continue, but you're aware of them noticing and working with them. Yeah. How do those cycles affect you now? Or how do you really work with that mm. emotional cycle piece? Listen, I've gone, I have come far. Mm. I've come really far. I, it's been five years 
And I feel like the first year was really just me releasing shame. And that's Mm -hmm. a continual journey. Like it still creeps up sometimes. I spent really the first year just learning how to feel worthy, like knowing I'm worthy and feeling I'm worthy were two different things. So I spent the first year just getting to know me and getting to love me. And honestly, the last two years I've seen those, I call them self-sabotage cycles because that's what they were for me. In the last two years, I've seen them completely change. There's, it's So once in a while, I'll get into an argument with the mister. Um, it's usually saying no for me or not engaging if there's conflict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to talk things through. He's the opposite. He needs oh. time and space. Yes. Yep. And I didn't know. When you're triggered, when you're in a heightened emotional state and you feel all these really strong feelings, I don't care how you feel. I just feel so bad and I just want it to stop and you have to help me make it stop. That's not fair. So it was like recognizing that, like the the expectations I was putting on him and other people in my life and taking it on myself. So that is a transformation, just owning that. But we went from me going through the whole cycle where I end up feeling, you know, sad and disappointed with myself and ashamed and feel guilty because you just blew up and you said wild things that have nothing to do with this person. So that's how it feels when we're in these moments. Like he would take on all these other relationships that he wasn't a part of. And I didn't know it wasn't him. I was feeling feelings that I felt as a little girl. I was Mm -hmm. feeling feelings that I felt in, you know, one, two, three, four, five other relationships. And it was being directed at him, but it was really because I was, I was in conflict with myself. And now I have learned to catch my cues really quick. Kind of like I was talking about in the kitchen where I could feel myself getting angry and I could feel the anger building like fire in my chest. And I noticed I started to aggressively clean and like I bopped something pretty hard, like not like breaking something, but it was like, I could feel the anger in me. And I was like, Oh, I'm I'm telling myself something here. And that's managing. That's how I manage it. So I, I pay attention to my cues. I ask myself questions. I take myself out of the environment. Mm-hmm. So like walking, like I'm an advocate for walking. That is where, that's where I go to like press pause, process, <laughs> and come back. Yeah, huge, huge fan of that myself that yeah. And, and like you said, it doesn't even have to be long. The other night, no. for me, the other night, it was literally walking around the block. You know, my partner, um, for me, time, quality time is my love language, but it also is a safety thing for me. If you're taking time away from me, I spiral. Oh, we're having other relationships. Oh, there's affairs. I mean, I like absolutely mentally spiral if his work, which is very demanding, takes time away from our family time. 
he had to work after dinner. He's learned to communicate it with me beforehand. Like he, he does the things to help me feel safe, but it's still on me to go, "Mm, nope, I'm spiraling. And I was going to go down there. And I was just like, had this whole speech. We've done this. Every woman, whether you've had trauma or not, gets the speech in our head. But I had the speech and I was ready. And we have a landing at the like split steps. And I'm standing at the landing getting ready to go down the second stairs. And I go, nope. And I just turned. And I didn't say anything. I didn't, I didn't tell anybody I was leaving. I just walked out the house and walked around the block. And I came back. And he's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, what do you mean? Nothing's wrong. And he goes, you went for a walk. What's wrong? He goes, you don't leave the house, especially at dark, because dark is not your favorite thing. And that, but I, I gave myself the mental space, the grounding, the, the clearing space, just a short walk because it was dark and it's really not safe to go for, you know, yeah. three mile walk in the dark. And then I came back and I was, I, you know, okay. And then we sat and we talked through where I was mentally and what was going on and how I was feeling. And, but yeah, it's, walking is huge. It's really hard to not insert people into our past that don't belong there. It's really, really hard. And I, I used to feel bad about it. I think that's why I talk so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's why I process out loud so much. Mm-hmm. I just want people to understand where I'm at, even in my friendships. Mm-hmm. I had, um, I have, I have a few really, really close friends that I've built in the last couple of years because I never thought I was worthy of them. Mm-hmm. And now I know I am, and it's up to me to create them. And Sometimes they re- they respond in a way or don't respond, which is still a response, in a way that might trigger something in me from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And what people don't know is behind the scenes, like we are making up stories. And I have gotten into the habit of telling people, like, just so you know, I can't, I don't even know how many conversations I've started with that. Just so you know. If I text you and, or I call you and we're engaging and you tell me that you're going to call me back and then you don't, my brain starts telling me all sorts of random shit that I know is not true. And I just want you to know that like, this is what's happening. And a hundred percent of the time they're like, thank you. I don't expect people to change anything about them. I just want them to know because that'll help me to decide what relationships mm-hmm. I want to um, devote energy to. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. up to other people to respond how I want them to, but it's up to me to decide the types of relationships that I'm going to be a part of. Yeah. No. And I think that's a huge, important piece for those of us who never felt any kind of relational autonomy, that there was always that. I'm not okay if I'm not in a relationship because someone else is telling that external validation piece that we, we, I mean, That's still struggle with that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm still, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like talking to you is me talking to myself maybe a year from now, because I'm still in some of the stuff you're talking about. I'm like, I do that stuff. Like I still, especially having a business. That's just like putting salt in a wound. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't because, because I mean, running a business by itself, I mean, like you do a coaching business, you're a mom, you have a podcast, you're in a relationship, you're healing, like any one of those things is 
takes a lot of focus, takes a lot of attention, takes a lot of, you know, dedication. And then you wrap it all up and you talked about letting go of the shame. And I think that's my biggest thing right now is uh, I'm, I'm just in the place where I'm like, I'm redefining what doing something means. Oh, mm. what, what did you know? Cause again, man walks in the house. What'd you do today? And I go, do I really want to sit here and tell him that I made myself breakfast and that was good. And then oh, I ate lunch today too. And then I went on a walk and then I did the dishes and the laundry. And then I, I edited some podcasts and then, you know, I worked with one of our marketing clients and, but that what I tell him is I didn't do anything today. And he looks at me and he goes, nothing. And I go, yeah, no, I didn't do it. And that's that shame going, you didn't go to a nine to five. You didn't bring in $5,000 today. So you have no value. Yeah. And I'm that's sorry. Where I can't <laughs> wait for you to, to smooth that edge out. Yeah. Because it's like, <sighs> yeah. What but did I, I do today? Let me tell you. Tell you. <laughs> it. But it's that, that, that finding personal value mm. that, you know, getting the, getting the dishes done for me. Actually, it's really a funny, it's a funny story and I'll, I'll keep it really, really short, but the, the shortly after, um, I left my, my marriage, I think it was actually, it was 2020. The divorce was final because I was living in the apartment. I sold the house and moved an apartment. So I'm standing at the sink full of dishes, full of dishes. It's six o'clock at night. It's after dinner. That is the time I was told my whole life is when we're supposed to do dishes. And I, you talk about getting angry. I'm standing at my kitchen sink screaming. I mean, just, I'm ready to break all the dishes and go buy paper plates. I'm done. And all of a sudden I go, this little voice. And I love her now. She's my favorite voice. You know, you don't have to do this right now. You could do them tomorrow. And so now I always say my dishes is my thermometer for whether or not I'm feeling up to doing things. <laughs> but I cook a lot. I, I mean, I cook probably three or four times a day for myself, for the family, for whatever. So all our dishes are usually dirty. So there's also that that I have to go. And that's how my partner, he goes, so there's no value in the amazing meal you just put on the table. I'm like, mm. food is well, no love. And I, I'm, and I will have to say that is one of those things. Like I love to cook. I love to watch people eat what I cook. I love, you know, just seeing everybody's face light up and boys just eating all of it. And yeah, it really brings me joy. Too bad you don't live closer. <laughs> I can be that friend. You can watch me eat your food. <laughs> you can come on over and just do that for me. Yeah, I, I do. It's one of those. I just find that joy space. It's funny. Um, my stepson enjoys cooking as well. And so my, th my I'm, I'm in therapy, which I do recommend to everybody. Therapy, counseling, somebody to talk to, mentor. Um. But my therapist, we were going back and forth. My, my stepson's therapist said it would be a good bonding experience if he cooked with me. And I was so mad. And my therapist went, what's wrong? And I said, that's my joy space and I'm not giving it up. And that was, she goes, first off, good self-care. Like she was like, 
You recognize something that's yours. She goes, how could you find ways to share it? Instead of giving it up, because they, my kiddos need to learn how to cook. They need to learn how to take care of themselves. They're not always going to have a mom. So, and I was just like, but I just don't want them. He won't do it right. And I like all these things. So we found ways to share it, but I do not give up my droid space. I still, still do that. Yep. Yeah. You got to schedule, schedule a different time to do it when it's not cooking for, for your family. That makes a big difference. Um, Man, I was gonna say something and it just slipped my mind. <laughs> Let's blame back. it on my blame it on my cold. That's okay. I do that. I did that yesterday. I was recording a podcast and I'm like, and that one will come back. But let's speaking of podcasts, share with us a little bit about your podcast because you do have a podcast out there um, that was fun to be on and very you know very different than this one. But share with us what it is that you do and who you like to talk to and and what people could hear on your podcast. Well, Roots Change is about change. It's about recognizing that you've probably been sold an untruth. Mm. Not necessarily on purpose, but we've been made to believe that, you know, things go a certain way and we can achieve a certain amount. And it's not true. Part of my healing and leaving that life and experiencing transformation for myself was like, I'm on this personal mission to help as many human beings as possible go from this is as good as it gets to living an empowered life they love. Mm -hmm. That is like my mission because that is what I did for myself. And that's Mm -hmm. what the podcast is for. So we talk about personal growth. I call it a grow with me podcast. I talk about my stuff. Mm -hmm. I talk about my stuff from the past. I talk about my stuff right now. And I invite other people like you to come Mm -hmm. on and share your journey so that other people can witness it. And it resonates when something resonates. It's like a seed planting and that might be all it takes. You can hear the same thing 10 times. And that 10th time you're going to hear it and it's going to land differently. And that'll be the time you get up and you walk out Mm -hmm. and your whole life can change. Everything changes. Yep. So that's, that's what my podcast is. It's really an uplifter. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's, it's hugely important, you know, that's, um, talking about, especially, you know, and, and I say, especially for those of us who have survived what other human beings would, would be, they're like, that's unthinkable. But then yeah. I, t- I talk to like cancer survivors and I'm like, that's unthinkable to me. Like, how did you get through that? So I think we all have our things that we've had to traverse and learn to change through. Um, but yeah, no, last night my partner and I were talking to my kid, one of our sons, and he just has this absolutism. This is how it is. This is how it always is. And it's just like, and, and all we said was, no. You actually can change that. Whether he hears it from mom and dad, okay, maybe that won't. But somebody someday is going, we planted the seed. And I think that's the, that, you know, your podcast is that. It is, it may be the catalyst. It may be the seed. That's right. And it's fun for me. And that's actually to me, (laughs) that's what matters. Because if it wasn't, I won't do it. I won't do anything that I don't feel easeful. Yeah, about 
that I don't feel is like aligned. And if it feels like, if I can't manage my thoughts around as I'm growing, cause we're in, I'm in a business and this is for business. This is, you guys understand the thoughts that can come up and like, we're building something and it doesn't matter how long it's been since you've left that domestic abusive relationship. It doesn't matter how much space is in between then and now that stuff can creep back up. Like healing is a lifelong thing and some wounds never, never do heal. And so we have to learn to manage it. So if there is something that doesn't like light me up enough mm -hmm. to really want to do it, there's just, it's just not happening. And the podcast I love, it's the part of my business because sometimes I talk about coaching, um, mm -hmm. but it's the part of my business where it's just a total freedom. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. It's fun. No, I think, I think when I pulled from myself, cause we talked about this, that this, this iteration of my podcast is a change that I went through because I didn't love what I was doing. It, and, and literally it felt like work. And everyone's like, Oh, you don't like to work. I'm like, actually I'm the hardest worker you will ever meet, but I have to have passion for it first. Well, it doesn't matter how hard you work. You're not going to get any, like you can still only that's just another one of those things. <laughs> you can make something beautiful and you can have great success and you can be very productive without it feeling daunting and taking life from you. Like it can be easeful and that this is like the season of my life since last November. I'm in this season of ease. I'm learning how I never knew I could. Mm -hmm. I was so sharp. I was so wound. Like my back still hurts from, you know, trauma when I was nine, probably like I'm still carrying it. And I'm in this moment of my life where I'm just trying to invite more ease and everything I do, I want it to be easeful or I'm just not signing up. I'm going to do it. And I, I'm the same way. When stuff comes up, I'm like, all right. Okay. Is this the thing that either I can let go? Okay. No, I have to, it has to get done. And this, this has to, okay. Nope. All right. Well, I'm not doing, you know, either the timing is wrong or like, I just, like you said, you have to find that way to be like, okay, yep. This is just going to flow right on through my day. Otherwise it just doesn't happen. Like I, yep. All the time. So one thing you had talked about um, a little bit earlier was you were talking about, um, gosh, see, now I did it. I was like, see, now I did it. I was like, there was something I was going to bring back. And then my brain went, Meh. I actually looked down and looked at something and that's my ADHD brain. I, I didn't see that was something I never knew I had ADHD. <laughs> that's an adult diagnosis. And again, my, you know, undiagnosed, but general practitioners like, sounds like you kind of have some ADHD tendency, <laughs> but, um, I mean, really what I, what I want you to kind of share with us is, is the, oh, that's what it was. The piece about the, it's, it's that ever happening thing. Like there's healing is not a, okay, I'm going to get here. And then that part's done and it's never going to come up again. And, oh man, I just saw a video. Um, oh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Do a YouTube search of man 
walking on stairs. Um, oh, it's something oh, the hardest installation yes. where you're jumping up and down on the trampoline. Yeah. I watched that over it's and it's like success like, isn't linear or something like that. It's the most, that is how it is. That's how it feels. We climb up a few steps, we get knocked down, but because for me, because I have built a foundation that supports my sustainable growth, that I'm, it's like I'm hitting this trampoline and it's bouncing me right back up and I might get two steps up and I'm going to go back down and I'm going to bounce right back up. So the magic is knowing that you're going to bounce back up and holding space for the fall, like yeah. loving yourself where you are, showing compassion for where you are, and then encouraging yourself to get back up. Yeah. And I don't I, know I, if that's the question you asked, but that's not, that, that actually really is. Cause you know, when you're, when healing, you know, he, again, healing, it's not linear. And I think that that's the thing that, that I personally have found, you know, our, our brains get there faster than the rest of us. Our brain goes, yeah, why do I, I'm done. And our bodies go, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you talk about like the holding on. I have, my personal pain is in my gut. And I actually learned from a, a podcast that, guest, an episode that hasn't aired yet. It's a physical thing. That whole fight or flight actually takes it. it we talk yeah. about having a twisted gut. She's like, no, actually it really is. So now that I'm choosing to relax and be in an easeful, she's like, I'm like, and it's so painful. She's like, cause it doesn't know what to do. Like you, you took away its drug. You took away its tight security and it doesn't know how to function normally. And I'm like, what? And so her suggest it was really cute. Her suggestion was, she goes, she goes, so do you have a tennis ball? I'm like, yep. She goes, grab a tennis ball and just squish it into your gut. And I'm like, that sounds painful. So it feels so good. I was like, oh, I don't have to put my whole body into a fight or flight mode, but I can give it the comfort that it wants. And that helps me because I'll just sit there with the ball for a minute. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not in an anxious state. My body's just doing its thing. Like, this is not a, I'm not, this isn't anxiety because the anxiety feeling and the gut feeling are the same to me, but it's just my body. It's not, I'm, I'm not actually anxious and having, that's so, important. That. that's so important that you tell yourself that I have to do the same thing with like mm -hmm. panic because I still mm -hmm. get panic attacks, mm -hmm. not very often, but sometimes something might happen that, you know, re <laughs> my blood cells and everything gets reactivated and they're like, Oh, and so sometimes I will have panic attacks at the worst time ever. Like, well, I'm, that's a whole nother story, but I've yeah. choked a few times where I thought I was going to die. Like sometimes by someone's hands, sometimes by food. And um, yeah, but learning like, oh, this is what's happening. That's such a huge step. This is what's like, this is probably what started it. This is what's happening right now. And I know that this is where I'm going to be. Like it, everything is a cycle. It is. And, 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 and I think that that's really, you know, what we've been talking a lot about today is self-care, but I think we get this weird idea that self-care is going, you know, going to Sephora and buying us expensive makeup and getting our nails done and getting our hair done and eating a nice lunch. And it's like, that is a beautiful, wonderful, fun day. That's not self-care. But it can be, though. I just want to offer. It can be because relationships and, and deciding that you're going to spend some time on Sunday with people that bring you joy is self-care. Totally. But it's just important, like the intent. 
that is the self-care. The you ha- Telling yourself, I'm going to do this because it makes me feel like this or because it helps me or because I need. It's the intent. It's the action that is driven out of intent. That's what makes it self-care to yeah, me. And, well, and, and I, I think that that's why self-care looks different for everyone. Yes. Because exactly. it is. You, yeah. You can sit there and go, okay, you know, you come up with your non-negotiables and you come up with your, you know, these are the things that I have to have to feel like me every day. Cause when I feel like me every day, yeah. oh, wow. Like world's amazing. Like even when I'm feeling like crap, I know that's going to end. This is a moment because I can talk myself through it. But I think that that, when it comes to self-care, that's, that, that's the biggest thing I've noticed in just the last like month or so where I'm like, oh, I can pay the pampering myself for a day didn't last because it wasn't intentional self-care and it wasn't regular, ongoing, consistent kind of self-care. Here's what I would do if I were you, <laughs> because I'm me and I'm so thinking about what I would personally do. If you are listening or if you are listening, cause you're here, what I would do is figure out what it is you need to like mm-hmm. function, how you want to function, what you need to feel, do and show up as your best self, or at least like, you know, how you want to and like play around with it for a few weeks and just try different things. And like, like from a researcher's perspective, Mm. like find out how different things make you feel and how your day moves, like how you move through your day. I have a self-care routine, which is full of self-care practices and rituals, um, like throughout the whole day, honestly. But then I also have like PRNs, Ah. medicine. So there's different things that I do because I've been building up my practice for so long that I have learned like when something's happening specifically, I might need to take my socks and shoes off and I might need to go stand in the yard that's been kissed by the sun, you know, for three minutes, or I might need to get in my car and blast music, or I might need to go in my bathroom and start singing some stupid song from the nineties like all of it is self-care, but you'll find out for you, like what you need for different things. It is medicine. I use self-care like medicine. <laughs> no, it's, and it's, it's really the only, cause I think that's the thing is, is that, you know, as, as we're wrapping up here, the, the point that I want to make for people who are listening and watching is that you, you matter, <laughs> you, you taking care of you matters and and loving you you know all those people that you're thinking about oh but i love this person and i love that person and i want to be there and i want to take care of them that's great but if you don't take care of you and, and you know that can't happen or conversely when you do start taking care of you they get better though yeah they get more of you they get bigger love and deeper relationships and bigger ways of getting you because you're more available they change like I, I don't push my kids to do, or I don't push anything on them, nothing. And I'm a life coach. I do not coach them. Like I don't insert myself in people's lives unless I have been invited to, even though I'm their mom, like I'll do the mom thing, but sure. I'm also watching, you know, and they also are watching mm-hmm. and I will be damned if my children think that another human being 
is more important than their own being. And that's, you know, where I was. And I see my children caring for themselves without me telling them to. They've been witnessing their mom. I'm showing them like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You don't have to tell them they will watch and they will absorb and they're like little sponges. No matter what the change we want to see. One of my favorites. So as we're wrapping up here for the audience who's listening or watching, if they really want to get in touch with you, Amy, how do they get in touch with you today? Well, you can go to my website. It's amylinsmeyer.com. I won't spell my last name, but I'm sure you'll include it somewhere. You could just click on through. Yep. Yep. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, you can actually just find the Facebook group. That's really the best place. If you are somebody who wants to prioritize your self-care, if you're somebody who is taking intention in your own growth or just wants to change this for all folks, specifically people that are on a self-healing journey that have been where we've been, it's a good place for you. Um, it's Roots Change. That's all you got to know. Or on Instagram, Amy Linsmeyer, or Roots Change. Perfect. So all those links are down in the show notes below. Tap, get connected with Amy if you're some, you know, feel called or just want to follow her stuff because it's always good to have stuff that in your feed that's positive and following good people. So Amy, thank you so much for coming and sharing your time with me and with the audience today. It was a pleasure. Yeah. To the audience, thank you for joining us. And I am wishing you peace, love, and flow. And may your flow be ever rising. Until next time. 